remember everything like prior to the, like my spark smartphone phase. Because I remember I my pager three thirteen twenty nine twenty. The what? That was a pager. That was my pager three 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 twenty nine twenty. I don't remember my pager number. Uh, I might end it in zero. <laughs> you remember? You know, used to get a message, a little beep, and you had to go to a payphone or or use with the guy that had a little bit of money or he was older than you. He had to give you his cell phone. No, but do you remember how excited you were to get a pager? You're like, yeah, I got a pager. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was 17 when I was online. You were cool. You were cool. You had to call back. Uh, say, yeah, you would leave the word on your belt, nature. You would tuck your shirt and want to get a finish with a pager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a pager. It's like, it's like I got to go I gotta go call. I got to pay. You clip in the pocket. Remember in the front pocket. So the clip. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Just Us Dads. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for joining another Dadversation. If this is your first time here, I do remind you to subscribe and turn on the notifications. Make sure that you don't miss anything in the future. Uh, of course, like always, Chris is here. George is here. What's going on, guys? Good. Ah, Chris is always happy. Ah, there's always, always that relaxed side. Always, always, baby. Always. Uh, just, just before we start, um, take a quick second to thank everyone for all the love and all the comments that we got from the previous episode. The previous episode was a very touching one. We got, I got a lot of messages. I don't know about you guys. I don't know if anyone reached out to you. Uh, no one. For nobody. No. Not even one. I read every single one of those. Every <laughs> five comments that I got. <laughs> I'm <laughs> all five of them. I read. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it was a great episode. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna link it somewhere so that you can. Uh, so you can all five. So Prisuli, Sava, Burthi. Who else? Who's, who's the fifth? Who's the fifth? I, I don't know. I have to go look back. Uh, George, George Balutakis. Um, uh, I think my aunt. I think I, I thought it was a great episode. We uh, for those who didn't watch it, we um, we pay tribute to our dads. And uh, and in general, it was a it was a it was a great episode. And uh, one thing that came out of that episode, uh, and I think it was just a bit before where Chris was saying, you know, it's weird for us guys to talk about our dads and be kind of not emotional, but kind of, uh, yeah, I guess emotional is the right word, you know, about about our dads and to talk to them, uh, talk about them, uh, and, and you know, to talk about how much we love them and how much we think they loved us and everything that they've they've done for us. And the whole reason for that was that, you know, guys don't do that. It's not like a normal thing uh, for us to do. And I, I, I said that, you know, maybe it's just in our culture. You know, I'm, I'm sure in other cultures, there's that love factor, right? Uh, and uh, just before we started recording, George sent us a picture, or I think it was over the weekend, Father's Day weekend. You sent us a picture of a card that your boys made. And I, I thought it was a lovely card. <laughs> that was nice. And, just, and Chris just said, "Did you did, did you tell your kids how much you love that card? Were you were you open and expressive with your kids about the gift that you got? You know." And uh, it, it's funny, and that's uh, and I, th I think we should talk about that because, uh, you know, Chris, you, you you spoke about 
and this is all in the text message. I mean, and I'm like, guys, man, stop sending messages. We won't have content for tonight, you know. But uh, in general, it's not about you know us as parents being cheesy with the kids, but more, uh, if I understood correctly, it's about um, you know, it's it's about understanding. And Chris used the the, the red and blue pill, uh, you know, the reality. You know, explain to, to to the kids what the reality is if they suck at something, or just mm-hmm. hiding it, masking it, and encouraging them to just keep doing it, right? Uh, and so, yeah. So I thought I thought it was interesting. So for, first, first, let's talk about the red and the blue pill thing, okay? Like, okay, Chris, take us through that. The, obviously, the red and the blue pill. We're talking back. You know, we're, we're, it's ma- makes reference to the Matrix, right? I mean, we've, I think we've all seen the uh, movie. Yeah, yeah, it comes from the Matrix. I've never seen the Matrix. But I know I know that the blue pill, red pill is 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 a it's almost not a dilemma, but it, it's like a choice. That um, obviously the red pill is you handle the truth. You take the red pill and you're exposed to truth, even though the truth could be devastating, could be hurtful. But you get the truth. That's what you get. The blue pill is you take the blue pill, and that's the basically the blissful ignorance. So you're you're not exposed to any truth. So you're lied to, but it makes you feel better. So in a way, it's like one's more pragmatic and one is like kind of like a pseudo-optimistic way of looking at things. So this is obviously very politicized and this is very used when in talking about a political realm. But I think it's also, uh, you can put it in the context of children because how many times does your kid draw something and it's totally disgusting? <laughs> and, and, and what... So two things come to mind. The first thing is that, okay, should I tell him the truth, but I'm going to hurt his feelings? And maybe he's too young, so we shouldn't be hurting their feelings at that age. And the other thing is to just exaggerate and just say, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. I want to cry and you want to hug him. So obviously those two extremes are not good. But you got to think about it. If you keep doing one or the other, one, you're going to probably build somebody who could take the truth, but is probably going to have a very... I guess, I don't know, a, a heart of stone, right? Like very little emotion. And if you keep lying to somebody else, then you make them entitled and crazy and then they won't handle anything. So yeah. you want to be somewhere in between, but it was just a joke. I just wanted to know how you guys deal with that. Because I've, I've experimented with it and I've done both. And I think neither works. Look, the, the good thing about you is that you have one and one, right? You have a boy and a girl. And, you know, mm-hmm. as soon as I saw the message, I immediately thought to myself, look, I have girls. I'm the cheesiest probably from all three of us. Right? I mean, I'm, in my house, from the minute I wake up until the minute we go to bed, it's always like, oh, yeah, good job. Oh, you're so cute and all that. Yeah, and obviously, the, 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 young, the youngest one is like two now. And she's like, you just want to eat her up, man. She's just so adorable. Wow. You, can't, you can't be mean, right? So For sure. I, I, I'm in that bubble, right? Um, with my, with my, with, um, with the older one, I am kind of in the middle. Like I want to encourage her, but I can't really relate because she doesn't draw that bad. Like she's pretty good. Like, I mean, it's not a, it's not a piece of art, but if you ask her to, to draw, you know, like a nice little scenery, she's going to, you know, she's going to draw the house. She's going to draw a little tree. She's going to do the details. She's going to have, you know, your clouds, uh, <laughs> draw in the lines and then you know sometimes she'll get original and she'll draw a plane it doesn't really look like a plane but when she tells you look it's a plane and it's flying you're like okay cool uh it's the closest thing to a plane that i guess a five-year-old could draw so it's an uh, oval with two triangles yeah exactly <laughs> yeah but you know but she makes the little 
like little circles for the windows with the crosses in them. So you're like, okay, those are the windows, right? Um, so there's that, you know, and then, uh, so yeah, the clouds, the, the tree, it's just gonna drop grass. But let's say it was something really, really ugly. Like, I don't like, know because uh, we're not there. So I'm waiting to see how the younger one's gonna be. Maybe yeah, the younger one's You're right, you're, right. you're, you're lucky. So, <laughs> but again, it's, it's just for me, you know, I've, I've been a dad for like five, almost six years now it's almost been automatic to kind of be cheesy. And I don't know if it's because they're girls, but on other things though, I am a bit rough on them, you know, like, uh, especially with my daughter. I, and I can't, think of a situ- I can't think of a real, like a situation or anything, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't have an example to give, but in general, yeah, I'm a cheesy one. Well, I mean, think about it. In, in general, you could apply this to everything. Yeah. The idea yeah. is it. Do you tell them the truth and let them deal with it? Do you camouflage the truth for them to be forever in bliss but ignorance, right? In ignorance? Do you do you give them a little bit of, of, of a reality check? That's the whole idea because that's what I'm saying. It has to be a balance. With, with the drawing, what I found that works for me is that I used to do that. I used to just see something and be like, oh, my God, this is incredible. It's amazing. And I would hang it. And then I would look at it and be like, I shouldn't be hanging this, you know? <laughs> And it's, it's fine. It's fine. But I think the applause and the appreciation should be for the effort, not, not the result. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it has to be separated. It's, it's, it's congrats for the effort. I'm really excited for the effort. And you're trying to figure out why they did it. Why did they draw? What yeah. motivated them? What inspired them? And then you can kind of get a little conversation. And that's what's fun about it. Yeah. But I can't do it. Look, my, my son is 11 now, so he shouldn't be drawing number one <laughs> and if it is it, it, like he hasn't developed that skill so i'm not gonna lie you know what i mean with the little one it's it, you're right maybe the girls have more of a, of, of a better touch she's maybe better, more of a creep. Uh, yeah but she's you better know? than your son was at that age <clears throat> at that age yeah. yeah and you know what it's true it, you you are a little bit more biased with girls because it's i don't know i don't know what it is it's a daddy girl thing it, it just the, the connection is different yeah and obviously you never want to hurt your little girl's feelings yeah, but it's just something to consider, man. But like I, I, said, I, I think I would still be like that, even if I, I would have boys. But I, I, look, I think the question is: At what age is it a good time to tell them, "Look, you're not so good. Just let's try something different." You know, after after grade one. Okay, so yeah, so that's <laughs> what around seven years. That's, you have to you have to keep in mind the age. This is this is the this is the thing. You can't just sit there and criticize someone who hasn't developed all their dexterity. No, no, no. You're not criticizing. I'm not saying you're gonna criticize. No, and, no, no. You're not giving respect. You're, you're basically not putting the emphasis on the result, which is not pleasant. Yeah. You're putting the emphasis somewhere else. You know. Like I would feel like if my daughter drew, look, the little one. Let's put let's put out the the equation here because my little one, she's gonna draw a couple circles. She's gonna be like meow meow. I'm like, oh okay, that's a nice cat. Like there's circles. That's all she can do, you know. Uh, but I feel like if uh, my oldest one would draw something that sucked, I, I'm not so sure if I'd be like, okay, look, that's not really nice. I'd be like, okay, look, let's draw it again. Let me teach you. Here, look, do a circle. That's the head. Then there's the little triangles on top. Look, it's like little ears, right? And then you draw a little line so for the whiskers. Uh, yeah, but guys, this is this is not limited just to drawing. This could be dancing. Right? <laughs> this, this could be dancing. This could be trying to do sports. It could be anything. You have to be very careful how you encourage. I try not to talk about the result much myself. 
I, I, I try to compliment them and, you know, commend them for the creativity and stuff. Yeah. For having great ideas and encouraging them to keep going with their ideas. Feel free to think, bro, yeah. what you, like to, to, to represent what you're thinking or what you're feeling. You know? so, what, so what was like that, the first reaction? So you get the card over the weekend. You want me to show it? Show the card. Yeah, if you have the card, show the card. I have two. There's two. There's supposed to be cards, but I I got a sheet in each of them. (laughs) I I usually get cards, but I got sheets this time. So first I got this one from my eldest. That's a heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's a terrible heart. But he he (laughs) cut it freehand. He didn't draw anything. He just cut it freehand. So it's not so bad. He's, he's, He's only six. He wrote everything correctly. Bon fait des pères, Baba. And he wrote his name and he put hearts across the bottom. Yeah. I was like, wow, I got a sheet of paper. (laughs) (laughs) And and if I show you what he's done for me in the past, this was not on the top of the list, man. (laughs) This was not one of his better stuff. But I got the other one from the other guy after, which is this one. (laughs) Look how bad that heart is. Look how bad that that. Yeah, but he's like, how old is he? He's four. He's four, okay. But he wrote Baba. Okay. He wrote his name in full here, Philippas. Yeah. And then he just went on a rampage with letters everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But he, he took the time to put flowers along the side. And I yeah. thought, like, he, look, these are all his ideas. Nobody encouraged him to do it. So he figured it's a card. I want to represent love. And he put a heart and he drew flowers. Uh, but, I, but, I but you know, at that age, what they're doing is that there's, there's like basically blank paper. They just got to fill the space. Yeah. Yeah. Right, they don't want to leave yeah, any spaces at that, yeah, that yeah, age. Absolutely, but he, he no, but could you, have just made zigzags. No, but you see, you appreciate the effort, the taking the time, and 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 doing it, and being creative, and not having any help. But I recognize his creativity. Nobody told him to do that. You know? yeah. There's some would creativity you, to it. Would you ever tell him it's ugly? No, no, <laughs> not now, no? not now. If he if he was seven years old and he brought me that, I thought to, to throw in the trash. Well, now there's, now there's, George, now there's a recording of this. You know that, right? <laughs> I, was, look, I, was, I was happy to receive it. I, I never complained. Yeah, of course. Okay. Remembered me. So, Chris, let's say you would have you would have received those cards. We'll, we'll, yeah. Like, I'm just trying to understand, like, what the reaction would be. No, no, no. Look, look. I'm like everybody else. Man. I don't want. I don't want you to think I'm a monster. I'm just saying that as he gets older, my kid, I'm trying to put this kind of thing more into perspective. Obviously, I started off like now. Now I'm not gonna hide it because now I'm at the level where I want him to work a little bit harder. So I want him to be able to to, to face truths. Like if you're not good at that, because we're at the point where okay, how do you how do you get better skills? What are your strengths, right? He's having an interview next week for uh, for high school. So we're into discussions of like, what are your skills? They, they interviews now? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. It's a private school. They, what yeah, you're doing an interview with um, the principal. and Wow. And we get an interview as well. So it's not just, hey, you're not going to just show a little thing and say, look what I draw, you know? So they're, they're talking about what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses. They're going to ask questions like how do you see yourself in the school? What, what makes you different than everyone else? So we're at that stage. So right now, I, if he gives me a drawing, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real with him. Like if he asks me how, how am I playing, how was my, my soccer game, yeah. you got to keep it real. Yeah. So there's a method to do it, and I, I find it very, very interesting. It's, it's called um, the sandwich method, right? So what you'll do is you'll, you'll sandwich the negative between two positives. Right. So you'll say, look, man, you, your speed was amazing. Your form was great. Uh, 
you know what, maybe try and take a couple more shots on net. That would help out. And then, but overall, man, what a great game. So what you did is you just sandwiched that negative thing. Yeah. But you still got to keep it real. You can't just be delusional. Because I find we do that to our kids a lot. And there's kids that grew up thinking that they're, they're, they're the best at everything. And then reality hits. And then the world hits harder than a parent's comment. Yeah. So I just find you got to get used to And this is And this is definitely something that uh, that's the parents' fault. You know, like yeah, yeah, definitely the parents. I mean, uh, if if your kid grows up thinking, uh, you know, I'm a beauty queen, I'm a princess, I'm the best, I'm this, and I'm there, and every, I, I need everyone's attention. That comes from home, like that. I don't, I don't think a child can develop that uh, on his or her own. Um, no, no, you're there to help. Yeah, you see, you're you're not there to help your kids. You're here, you're there to help your kids help themselves. Yeah, and you got to start with them not being delusional. And I remember when, just to get back to your question. When, when we saw the first piece of art that he presented to us, it was shocking because I can draw very pretty well, right? Not like I'm okay artistically. Yeah. And then it was like, what the hell was that? So we had like two and a half hours conversation with my wife after that. It's like, what was that? Where does that come from? <laughs> we, we, we didn't know how to handle it. How does Alex draw? Is she good? She's okay. Okay. She's okay, but it was so. It was like it was like we saw it and we're like, I don't know, I don't do. We felt discouraged. It's like, is this our kid? And then you you, you figure out it doesn't really really matter, right? But how old was he? Uh, well, well, kindergarten, man. When they start, actually, no, before kindergarten, it was uh, pre, it was pre K. So then there's like this small window that you leave open. You're like, okay, listen, he's he's still young. Give him still, some, yeah, yeah. years. We'll practice. We'll give him some crayons or whatever. He'll get better, and then it just. <laughs> just yes yeah, so, same thing with the drums man the kids started playing some drums yeah and george can relate to this because his kids are picking up the drums now but he started playing the drums so as soon as he started playing the drums he got reactions people were like oh wow you're playing drums so that gave him a boost that motivated him to play a little bit more but the second got a little tough right the second it got a little tough he couldn't continue so this is where you got to keep it real you know it's fine to play a couple of things and get applause for it but then there's the next level yeah so you gotta you gotta that's the that's the point where you gotta keep it real and say hey you gotta practice if you don't practice you're not gonna get the next level but this is just about uh just exposing kids to that kind of uh this is where i feel that it's a thin line as well like i mean if it's obvious like okay can i say something yeah go ahead yeah won't their peers bring them back to reality kids are pretty mean they'll tell you if you suck you don't yeah, have to yeah. break their heart. Yeah, but what Chris is saying is that if they come uh, I, I, to what Chris was saying now, when he was he was comp, comp, uh, referencing him, uh, his son playing the drums. It's okay to stay at that level if you're still enjoying it, because when he was playing drums, it was just a toy. It was a game. Yeah, he wasn't playing to be a musician. He was playing because hey, I'm enjoying this. Absolutely, there's That's nothing it. wrong and... with doing that, playing that level for another ten years if it's fun for you. Absolutely. And in the process, in the process, your ear picks up a couple things. Your your hands just naturally pick up a few techniques without even realizing you got them. And, and you you go to another step when you feel like you want to learn more. But in the meantime, you had fun doing it. Did you put pressure yeah, yeah. on him? Did you scare him away from it? Zero. 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 Okay. Okay. So he found other things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was only a game for him. It was only fun because of the reactions and it was like interesting and it was different and it was unique to him. Nobody else did it. But what I'm saying is that 
fun is good and you can yeah you're right maybe five six ten years of having fun but how, i believe that how you do something is how you do everything and if you don't teach the proper way of looking at things like some things are more important than others but everything's important everything matters so I, if you just i also just but i mean we have to we have to point out that he started playing when he was three and he stopped playing when he was six he, he stopped playing because he just stopped playing when he was six. now what i'm saying is that if he goes back to it that's fine all no, but I, he started I'm... when he was three and he stopped when he was six, right? I don't, I don't see it in terms of when he started and when he stopped. I saw it you as... Have he to, could, he, uh, he, no, you he, can't he say could... he's going to be... He's going he's to treat everything like that for the rest of his days. Right? No, I don't see it like that because for me, like, it's, it's fine. He could grab pans and, and, and play with pans. That's fine. I understand the, the leisure aspect, the having fun. I'm all for fun. It's just I don't see it that he started at three and stopped at six. I saw it that the second he said, let's get some drum lessons, and he lasted three drum lessons. Yeah, but that's not, that's not what he wanted with the drums. He didn't want to have lessons. He wanted to have fun. Yeah, but you, you can have fun you with playing to toys. When, 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 the person, when the person who's playing the, the, the instrument says to himself, I'd like to mimic that that I heard, and I can't do it on my own. But you only get there once you've... Once you're, 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 what you've done with it during mm -hmm. the process of having of enjoying it and it lasts a while and and your mom loves it and and it's fun and it keeps you busy in that process you, you advance in small increments to get to the point where you want to mimic what you hear it's another level of inspiration you, he hasn't he never got there you, you brought him to lessons i feel before he got there yeah yeah it's possible it's possible so when you when you went for lessons you were you were just killing it all the time. You were obsessed. Mm -hmm. You wanted to develop. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah, he has to make the choice to develop. You can't say Absolutely. it's time because you've been doing it for too long. Absolutely. That's why. That's why that door is still open. But yeah. the, we're gonna go back to lessons when I see him playing drums more than he wants to play a video game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm not gonna be like, okay, did you do your homework? Did you do your beats? Let me hear you. Like hitting, let me let me hear you knocking on that pad. That never happened. Yeah. When I started taking lessons, my parents were like, "Stop playing! I can't hear you. I, you yeah, gotta yeah. stop playing." I was actually having a conversation with this with a parent at the park, and uh, he put his the person put his daughter in music lessons at a music school where you get to try one instrument a week. And la 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 la, and he's like, "I don't know. She's not. She doesn't. She's not as interested as I was hoping." And I'm like, "What did she ask you? Did she ask you for for an extra teacher?" Did she ask you to go to more school? Did she say, but dad, I want to go to more school? So why'd you bring her to school? I told the guy. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, she wants to have fun. Buy her a toy guitar and let her sit on the couch while she's watching TV and just hold it, play with it, make noise with it, drop it, detune it, tune it, twist it, just, just to play with it and have an idea of what the functions are. And, and if you do different things, it makes these awkward different sounds and they each have different purposes. And then when she feels she likes it, and she wants to learn something, then you go for that. But let it be a toy. Let it be a toy for as long as it can be a toy, as long as it needs to be a toy. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. I understand that kind of uh, people way People often make the mistake of, oh, my kid loves the guitar. I'm going to send him to lessons. Like, no. <laughs> buy, him a, buy him a $50 used guitar and let him break it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it for a lot. What do you, what do you think, George? Look, I think just in general, because, and I want to go back to what you were saying about, you know, being as honest as possible. And... The question that I had was, you know, like the line is very, very fine to the point where if you make that decision, are you going to kill something like a, a, a that could potentially be a bigger passion 
No uh, way. You know what I mean? That's I, I, I don't believe that. No. Look, well, sorry, wait, let me, let me rephrase. I believe there's a way to do it. So when I do it and I'll say something where it's like, I'll have that conversation. I'll be like, you know, I said something that didn't make you feel good, right? Yeah. Why didn't it make you feel good? You know what? I didn't mean it that way. I didn't mean it to break your feelings. I meant it this way. Are we okay? Right? I'm going to be giving you my, you, you, you gotta, you gotta, there's a way to do it. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to just sit there and tell them and start shitting on your kid. Like, I don't believe in that either. No, no, it's I'm not, not saying. To, no, no, I'm not saying about the maturity. Let's say, for example, let's say, for example, you put the yeah, kid. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, George, uh, what uh, Panusa said. You got to test the maturity. Like, you, you, you kind of, you got to, you kind of test it out. And if you see that, it, like, okay, yeah, yeah, he kind of gets it. Then you can go, you can go more. Like, now yeah. we've done this many times. So now I know where to go with it. But at the beginning, it was a little experimental. You, you had no idea. It's trial and error. You're not sure how it's going to go. But it's just being honest about it and having communication. Because here, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's say you put the kid in, a, like, in a sport. Okay, you put him in baseball or soccer. Okay, and he's still at that age, like George was talking about, where certain skills, you know, you're at an age where you can't develop them more than you know that the, the age permits, right? I mean, you can't run faster than you think you could, or you don't have the 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 agility or the flexibility, or you know, you don't have these things. And you as a father, because, you know, the kid at that point, like George was saying, he just wants to see if it's fun, right? It's not like, oh, this is soccer. This is exercise. This is good for me. Let me develop my uh, interpersonal skills in a team, blah, blah. Like you, he, the kid doesn't think like that. The kid thinks, okay, there's the ball. Let's just, you know, all run towards it. That's why when you see little kids playing soccer, it's like 20 kids just going in circle. They're all running after the ball. So, but you as a father... Or as a parent, when you're looking at this and you're like, oh, I don't think he has it. I don't think she's got it, you know. And like after that semester or whatever training session is over, you tell your wife, you know what, forget about next year. It's not going to happen. But you could potentially be killing something that could develop. I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you an example. We put my daughter in, uh, in ballet classes. My, da- my daughter from the minute she, we're talking about the older, the older ones. The minute she wakes up, she's always singing. She's always dancing. She's like making up stories. Like she's always doing, like she's, she doesn't stop. I have the keyboard that I said that my father bought for her. She has no idea how to play it, but she's going to go turn it on, just play, act like mm-hmm. she's singing. She's making up songs. Like she's always just doing shit. Like she's singing, dancing, hopping, inventing things. Like she, that's her world right now. So uh, I think it was last year or two years ago. We put her, I think it was last year. We put her in a, in a ballet class. And uh, I think we did it two years straight, uh, two sessions straight. And uh, she was okay. I mean, she wasn't bad. Two, I mean, two, sorry, uh, two sessions, you mean like two, two, two semesters, let's say, uh, whatever. I don't know okay. if it's six months, basically. years or whatever. You know, so okay, okay, got it. Uh, and uh, she was okay. But, you know, uh, at some point she was just... Uh, not interested and like you I would see her she's like she wasn't following the group and you know she was one of that she was one of those kids that everyone kind of did the same thing and her she was off in the corner doing something else <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so as a parent I was like okay it's cute whatever she's there I could have been like oblivious to these things and say oh yeah look she's she's in a ballet class but I was with my wife and I was like do you think she's enjoying herself like do you think she's having fun and, and I'm like, you know what? I don't know. Forget ballet. Next. Forget it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't see. It. But we made that decision. Um, and sometimes I think back and I'm like, was that the right decision? Because I see her now and she's always expressive and she's dancing and she's hopping and she's singing. And she, she, I think she has a, she has a very big creative uh, sense, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking the other day, I was like, 
you know, maybe should we put her back in ballet now? Maybe that she's older, she can follow better. Do we do it? Do we not do it? And we're there now. We're like, we're, we're still debating. I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't lose anything. You just put her back. You try it again. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if it works, it works. You know. But it's just you as a parent, you're constantly thinking. Is she is she gonna enjoy it? She's gonna like it. You know what I mean? I don't know. And it's not that I, it's not that they're at that age where you can have an honest discussion with them either, right? I mean, your son is older. You can but do you guys agree? Do you and Joanna agree? Was that uh, like a mutual agreement to to pull her out? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember. Oh, uh, can, can I can I elaborate? Sorry, can sorry, I say sorry, about what you were saying? Yeah. what happened. We didn't pull her out. There weren't enough kids the following session, and they canceled it. No. I remember telling my wife, thank God. <laughs> you know, thank God. You know, because it wasn't us that pulled her yeah, out. Yeah. So that's where we're at now, you know. So I don't know. And of course, everything that just happened this year, uh, I'm not so, I don't know. First of all, I'm not so sure if, we ha- if you know, we would have put her back. But is, she, uh, is she bored? I don't think she's bored. I don't think she gets bored at home. So she, she's, she's all over the place. Guys, it's like she's going to, first of all, there's Something, two- There's going to be that one thing that brings it all together. Yeah, look, I, I know for a fact that she's very creative. One thing, her creative side, she'll always be creative if she takes ballet lessons or not. So maybe like it's, a, it's a creative slash expressive. She's like in that phase, you know, where she's gonna. She, uh, one thing I know about these kind of courses is it requires discipline. She's yeah. not ready for that level of discipline. It doesn't mean she's not ready to do ballet ever. She was okay because you know they did, they, they did the, that last. Um, they did a big show there at the end, and she was okay. She followed her class. She was pretty okay, you know? Um, See, this is where I disagree with you guys because you're right. If you start seeing it as a, as a fun element, you're right. You want, you want her to have a good time. You want her to go socialize. You want her to see friends. You want her to maybe start coming out of her comfort. But like I said, how you do something is how you do everything. And the little lessons early on, if you show her that every time it's a little uncomfortable, every time she's not enjoying herself, she can quit. Every time it gets a little tough, I could just abandon. It just, like, I'm not saying once is going to be catastrophic, right? I'm just saying that if you do that over and over and over again, you're kind of saying something to the brain. And then every time there's a little bit of a tough bump, you, you don't want them quitting just because, no, you know what? You, you said it, George, it's discipline. And discipline is part of life. Yeah. And repetition is the mother of all skill. So I, they, yeah. somewhere you got to start teaching them that, yeah, you got to do it. And even if it doesn't feel good, sometimes you got to keep doing it. Because, yeah. because what you want is you want to get the gratitude uh, later, right? You want to get the gratification you're, later. You're 100% right. It's just that if, if the parents are putting them in the course without the kids saying, put me in the course, the kid's not dropping anything. You never asked to join. No, but don't forget, it, they're at the point where they're so young that you're kind of making the decisions for them. They're never going to come I, out and tell you, I feel like no, doing this, I feel like doing no, that. I, I get it, but that's also you deciding whether they're ready or not. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And you, you're not going to get this right. I'm not saying I'm right on this. I'm just saying that. I, 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 ra- I have a good I ra- example. Yeah. Like my son, uh, well, up until this, he was, he's, he was doing uh, martial arts for three years, <clears throat> from the age of three. And I said to myself, the first year, I don't care, I'll, I'll keep paying. If he's willing to keep coming, I don't care how bad he does. I'll just just make it repetitive. And then the second year, it wasn't it wasn't any that much better, but it was less 
challenging, like to get him there, the shyness, all these kind of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then by the third year, they, they put him in an advanced class, older group, but the guy's impressed, belt after belt after belt. But uh, <clears throat> I had to accept that he was going to be bad at the beginning and just make it consistent that we always go there. That's where we go on Saturday. That's where we go on Tuesday. That consistency, yeah. Yeah. it just created a pattern in his brain that he followed after that, without me needing to say it. I didn't have to take any part of it. It was just between right. him, his that's instructor, right. and the kids who are watching him around him. We that did consistency cur- did build something. I didn't get discouraged. I didn't stop taking him. Yeah. Because that was, yeah, go ahead. No, because later on, what you're saying is that, look, your kid's a little bit young, but you're going to see at, the, at a point that if, if, you, if it's all right to quit, if it's all right to stop, it's going to happen with homework. It's going to happen with anything that has to be done. If they right. feel that they could stop at any time, they will. And then they're going to give, give you a hard time. give you another example now. Yeah. My other son, I brought him for one session. I brought him for a second session. It was a disaster from the first minute to the last minute. Hmm. Where the, the instructor said, I, I'm sorry. He's, he's not ready for this. He, it's not for him. Don't bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been, I've been, and I know what it is with him. He can't stand waiting in, in the line for his turn. And it just it drives him nuts. He rolls, yeah, but you, he can, wants, you can work on that. Straight. That's a detail. That's a detail. No, I know, but he he just he just couldn't he just couldn't do it. But he's not into it. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't love it enough. We, he doesn't love it enough to to wait for it that long. We tried we tried the karate thing, and I tried it mostly so that we can instill some discipline, you know. Because and over there, I mean, even there, even at uh, you know, there there were kids. She was like two years old or something. She could barely walk. And actually, she walked well. But um, I think it was two when we started. And the instructors there, even at that age, you know, the kids weren't listening. They would take them, put them in the corner. You know, and I was like, yeah, okay, this was good. I, I didn't have a problem with that. And I remember the first year, the parents were with the kid. Like, I had to buy another uniform, uh, and I was with her. Um, she was okay, but there too, man, she, like, her attention span was, like, really, like, not there. You know, it was, it was good. Was mature like, enough. 10 minutes, maybe. Not even. You know what I mean? And then after that, it was just she was just all over the place you know but uh, just to get back to what you're saying chris we, we we didn't pull her out like in the middle like halfway we're like listen you're gonna do the whole year it's gonna be hard mm-hmm. but we're just not gonna sign you up again you know the following year that's it yeah and it's fine it depends on how you see it like look uh, yarasimo did uh, taekwondo for a long time and he was pretty good obviously this was overridden by by soccer soccer is the thing now Right, Maria, we we had her in in, uh, in ballet. She loves it. She loved going there. Obviously, with COVID, now we stopped all sessions. But with uh, with soccer, just to give an example, with soccer now, he plays in two teams. He plays with Panelinos and he plays with Puma. And he goes and represents Canada in Spain. We're supposed to be in Spain this April. Everything got canceled because of COVID, but it will be a second time playing there. At that level now, it's competitive. So you know what? You need to have the conversation. If you stay in the team, you gotta work. If you don't want, if you don't feel like you're having fun, we got to get off the team because it's not about having fun anymore. Now there's a team that depends on you, right? Right. So now it's like, plus you're growing. So every time you grow an inch, every time you grow, you get a year older, your body changes. It's almost back, back to square one. Your muscles are developing. Some people grow a little bit awkwardly. So you're, you're constantly learning. And then there's a coach and then you got to show up on time and you have your uniform and you have, so once you start going in that kind of level, there's no, you can't just quit. 
You yeah. can't, you can't, it's not okay. You, you'll quit if you really hate it. I'm, I'm never going to push you, but I'm not, I'm going to be there to, to remind him that why he signed up. Yeah. And it can be easy because quitting is easy. That's the easiest thing you can do. You just stop doing it. But what kids don't understand is that they can't wait long enough to see the benefits. Yeah. So that's when a parent has to be there just, just to keep that. Obviously, guys, I agree. If they're not having fun and they're being miserable, right? You, you don't want the world to be a dismal place for them. You don't, you, don't, you don't want them to hate every time they have to go somewhere and they hate it. Forget it. You pull them out. Yeah, but but what, you got to at least try. What's interesting for you is that you have a kid that's at that age where you can actually have a serious discussion, right? Where you can sit down and say, okay, look, why do you not like it? What is it about it? You know, and it's not going to be just like, oh, I don't like but it. it. But it, it didn't start like that. It started with quitting is not an option. Yeah. No, but I'm right? saying, it reaches a point where your kid voices a, like an interest or a disinterest, for example. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he tells you, oh, I don't know, man, soccer, I'm, you know, I'm not interested. I don't want to go again next year. Like if you see that he has the potential, like he, he's had already, I mean, it's not, they don't take just anyone in these teams, right? So obviously mm -hmm. the kid has some talent that has propelled him in those levels. So tomorrow your, your, your son comes to you and says, you know what, uh, I'm done with soccer. Because you've seen that progress and because you, having played soccer, you know what's considered good and what sucks because you've seen guys that shouldn't have ever been on the pitch. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, aren't you going to sit down and say, look, okay, well, what's the problem? Like, what is it about soccer that doesn't click? Like, you're, you're lucky that you're at that age where you can have that one-on-one, -on -one, you know, quasi. Yeah, and, it, and it's, still not, it's, it's still not like the communication. Sometimes it's one way. I'll communicate something and it won't come back or it's going to make sense in a month from now. Yeah. Right. And, but like he has a coach for the agility, the, the, the athletic side of the game. There's a, there's a coach that teaches the game. I, I give him, I have some private lessons for him uh, with another kid that they go and they just shoot. So there's a lot of things that you have to worry about. Look, if tomorrow he says, I don't want to do it, I'm fine with it. But if he says tomorrow, I don't want to play any more soccer because I'd rather play video games. I, I get crazy with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why? Because it's it's the the instant gratification that is gonna steal. It's gonna rob you away from something more beneficial later. Because through soccer, guys, I'm serious. It's not only the the team sports is not only for their personal development. Is the synergy? It's it's being able to lose. It's being able to win. Understanding why winning is important. Understanding why losing is important. Understanding when somebody's out there and he's crying. Well, you're, you're, I, I saw it. When they went to Barcelona, these guys got tight. They shared the room, right? They were in the hotel. They were eating together. You, you, you see that it's being part of a team is something good. We're social animals, right? We're social beings with, with a lot of group loyalty. And I find that everybody should exp at least expose their kids to that. If it doesn't work out, it's fine. But everybody should be a part of that. I never did the, I never did the team sports. Well, yeah, look at the results, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kidding. used to play, no, but we used to always play outside a lot too. Like, I, 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 honestly, sometimes I still question today. I'm like, why didn't my dad want me to do team sports? I'm not sure why. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, and uh, I don't know if it was financial or if it was anything else, but and I remember wanting to play soccer. I mean, all you guys used to play soccer, and I, and I wanted to be in the team. And my dad was like, ah, no, no, forget about that. You know, you, you, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he was a, if he was worried about you know that environment. Uh, 
I don't know. Maybe I, getting hurt. Maybe getting hurt. I don't but know. I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I'll end with this. Uh, I, I'm not saying this to discredit schools or to denigrate schools. It's not, it's not my, my, my point. But there's a lot of learning through sports, guys. Yeah. There's a lot of life learning, like the principles of living. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All the principles are there. The jealousy, the envy, the revenge, the hate, um, the joy, retaliation. the retail, everything. Every, every game is an opportunity to learn. You find every you find game, factor too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know what? Like I said, I'm not saying this to discredit schools. It's just the learning is done differently. And don't forget, with a coach, you learn hierarchy. You learn this. You follow a leader. You follow somebody who leads first. You follow somebody that's done it. Is it different? Right? Now, is it different now than it used to be back in the day when you were playing soccer or football? Like the coaching, um, the, the lessons, the the the, the techniques. Yeah. The, because I mean, come on, I, I'm not gonna say names, but there's been some. Yeah, yeah you, I don't want to know. Don't make me say names. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Well, uh, look, obviously, it de- guys, it depends. How we, we all grew up around the same league, so I know which yeah, league you guys we, must be Yeah, of course. We all, we, all, exactly, we all know what we're talking about, right? Yeah. It depends on how serious it is. Like, before he joined Puma, which is the Barcelona team, let's say, the team that goes and represents uh, internationally, like, the coach, the, the team had a conversation with us. We're doing this to be competitive. We're doing this. This is what, this is what we want from you. This is what's required. Uh, like you, you, you basically have a set of rules that you need to abide by yeah. or else you're out. Yeah. So that makes it very clear. But if you're just playing soccer the way I did just to play for me, it was, it was just to, to try and lose some weight, right? Or to try and keep active. That's a different mindset. That's why I agree with George when he says, if, if they're having fun, let them have fun. Yeah, it depends. You know, if, if, if the whole point is to have fun and to kill time and to just be out of the street and maybe not in front of a screen, that's a whole different paradigm, right? But once you enter, um, let's say, a team, well, the premise changes now. Now you're responsible to yourself, to your parents, to other parents. Like you cannot have a position that just didn't show up because he didn't feel like it. Right. And the other thing that's good is that it makes them manage their time and their priorities. I'm never going to accept I didn't have time to do my homework because I had a game. No, no, you had a game. You knew you had a game. Figure out how to prioritize and do your homework. Right. So I, I, I'm, I'm a big advocate of that, big proponent of, of, of soccer, team sports, and being part of something bigger than yourself. But at the same time, it's like you cannot let them quit because kids will quit everything. They'll quit everything and anything. But, but wait, you didn't answer the question. In terms of the coaching, and we're not yeah. – Again, we're not going to name names, but oh man, why are you going back there? <laughs> no, because... I totally avoided. The, I totally avoided no, your question. You didn't. No, but because <laughs> what, I, what I want to know, because I, look, as as a parent, then you know, like in the eighties, nineties, growing up, when you know that who the people were around the leagues and who you know which people were in charge of your kids it's and everything. The, it's the answer to the question why your dad didn't want you to join. Maybe, maybe that's the point. Right? He can learn more with a rock in the lane. Right. So yeah. versus now where, I don't know, maybe they're much more competent. Maybe they, they've, they've had training. Uh, maybe they have like some coaching certification and you know that sending your kid there, he's okay. going to be accompanied and, uh, you know, he's going to be around the people with the mindset that are going to coach him. This okay. him and, you know, George, you, 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 you rephrased the question a lot better. So I, I'm going to answer that. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was better. So what you're alluding to is this uh, coach material. 
it, it's almost it's almost better and worse. It's better in the sense that yes, you're right. There's more certification. They go through a lot of personal development, a lot of uh, emotional intelligence training. They, they they're there to understand kids. They're there and they're trained how to give comments and how to do it the right way to keep the keep encouraging. What are you laughing? Oh, because we said they, they know how to give comments. I just got a picture of like in the nineties where yeah, yeah. we're blasting you on the field. You know? I've got it. Teresa, how did I catch you? You know, to, today, to, today, <laughs> run you, fast, guys, so you can burn off fat. So you don't get that today, but think about this. This is where, where I lose it. This is, this is why it's a little bit, um, it, not sad, but it's a little disappointing because coaches are a little bit more trained. They're better geared to give the information, but the kids don't respect the hierarchy as much as they used to back then. So back then you had the respect of the hierarchy and respecting your elders. So even if you were right? yelled at, you would still kind of put your head down. That's right. And now that the coaches are, they're better at giving the information, meaning that you could absorb a lot more. They have a little bit of an issue with discipline and they're not as respectful. You know what I mean? They're decent, but they're not respectful. Yeah. And sometimes it could, it, it could sway. But with, with repetition, you know what? It gets better. That's what I'm trying to say. It gets better. But you know what? You can't expect them on the first time to, uh, to start acting like that. That's why I'm saying it takes time. And in, in, in kid years, three sessions means nothing. It's too short. Sure. Right? Yeah. George, you don't yeah, have so. in any sports? Yeah, I used to play soccer. <clears throat> Not you, your kids. Do, do they do any sports? Yeah. Like, uh, team sport. Yeah, yeah, I love... My eldest, my oldest does kung fu before this. Kung fu three times a week. Basketball on Friday and swimming on Sunday. Yeah, we do the swimming too. He was busy five day, five times a week with sports. Yeah, awesome, amazing. He loved, he loved the basketball. It was the newest thing. It was this. Uh, we were starting the second session when this thing, uh, when this thing, when we when we went into the COVID. But he, it was a new dynamic, and he, he started gravitating towards it and, and away from the Kung Fu as the team sport dynamic was something more for him. But again, it wasn't as competitive as what Chris is describing. It's basically, yeah. it would be uh, 45 minutes of uh, training, exercises, different uh, drills and stuff, and then 20 minutes of uh, intra-squad uh, scrimmage. Purple versus red, uh, then purple versus green, then green versus red, and then you go home, you know? No, no set teams, no anything. You just practice. You try to apply what you've learned today, and uh, some, some, uh, some drills. And uh, he was picking up really fast, man. He was really liking it. Yeah, I think back sometimes, and I think it's, it still bothers me that you know, because I, I, I was a very active kid. Like I, 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 you know, I didn't always look like what I look like now, right? I mean, we were very active. We used to play all the time. And uh, I, I don't think I was that bad either. I think that had I joined like at an early age, I could have developed into like a, like a major, major athlete. Can I just... Uh, is, 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 <laughs> hey, maybe. Is that a video game behind you, Chris? No, on YouTube. Okay. We yeah. watch YouTube so we can watch other gamers play video games so we can get tips on how to go and win, right? And you can't find the, uh, the hidden objectives. That's another thing, man. Another thing that's different when we were doing sports and growing up is that, let's say I did have a talent. Let's say, all right? If I did have a talent, 
my parents were blind to that. Our yeah, parents yeah. were blind to that, meaning that they didn't care. They didn't the, care. The, the, there was no way, there was no way they were going to encourage this and see where it got, right? Because it's, it's today, outside of think, their motto. Well, yeah. Today, I find parents are more willing to at least consider it. So it's like if they see a little bit of talent, they are, they are going to go and do the like the hockey practice. They are going to wake up at five in the morning. They are going to, you know what I mean? They're going to put in the time and effort needed for that maybe, that one out of, I don't know, a thousand chance that their kid does something well. Right. That's a different mindset as well. That's a different mindset that our parents didn't have. Well, at least mine didn't. And I think your parents didn't either, right? No, no, at all. It wasn't an option. It wasn't, not, it wasn't like, okay, lawyer, engineer, doctor, hockey player. <laughs> it wasn't a part of the options, right? Yeah. I think That's I, changing today. Yeah. I see a lot of parents invest a lot in their kids. Yeah. You know? And it's like, why not? And this could be in sports. This could be in music. Maybe in acting. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. our parents didn't, didn't want to spare us. We, this generation's parents, want to spare their kids. Well, our parents were the red pill generation, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no sparing. Go to school and break your head. Break your head and learn. Break your head and learn. Literally, no, that's the word. No blue pill for my parents. No blue pill. Zero. Zero blue Sit pills. Sit down and break your head and learn. That was, that was, that was the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut and dry, man. It was, it was simple. It was to the point. But, you know, there, there, there's some people that I know that, you know, they thought they were like, you know, the big singers and, you know, the big actors and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And it's like, when is someone going to tell you that you suck? You know what I mean? Like when? Uh, uh. Yeah, when, you know, and it just, and it dragged on years and years. And it's like, you see that, that is probably a person that has never got a, hit or a touch of reality so everyone's afraid to give it to them because it will break them yeah that's what i mean by you got to practice these things because the world is going to punish because you got to you got to give it to them in dosages man because you also have the other side right you have also the um, the side where they're told you suck i don't know you know but in the end they're like you're stupid you know what you're talking about i'm good that's fine that's fine I don't know about no man. I'm sorry. No, no, you know, George. When it gets to the look, you can get to a time. You can get to a time where you really want something. You're motivated by it, right? You're motivated to take action. You're inspired, and then you're smart enough to know that what you want to go get is far. But you have your goals. You're gonna put the effort in. It's okay to lie to yourself then. You have to be a liar then. You gotta you gotta practice learn optimism to be optimistic until. But now you're older. So you're basically lying to yourself and you're, you're not going to succeed until you stop believing the lie. Once you stop believing the lie, you don't succeed. Yeah. But that's fine. As you're growing up, though, you can't be that delusional. No, exactly. Because then it will, never, it will never give you that chance to be that later on. No, exactly. But what I'm saying is that is that when you're at that later on stage and people are telling you, I don't know, maybe you should get some lessons or maybe you're like hinting that you weren't good or that you're not good and you're still thinking, what are you talking about? Of course, I don't I'm- know. Can you, can you give me a concrete example? No, I get it, man. But you know what it is? It's like, no, but think about it, man. In, in, in that person, who, I don't know who you're talking about, but that kind of person, I, I, I think I know who he's talking about. You know, yeah, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, yeah. Well, a lot of people, and that's not a bad thing. A lot of people, I'm like that way too. I don't take advice from somebody that I wouldn't switch places with, 
if I would switch places with you, I'll take your advice. If I wouldn't, or if I, if I don't, if I refute your lifestyle, or if I don't think what you think is successful and I think is successful, if it's not the same thing, I won't take it. I'll take the warning. I'll yeah. listen to the thought, but I won't take the advice. Yeah. It's the same thing right now with like, I'll give a bad example, but like, like your mom, right? Like, or my mom, right? My mom was a secretary. She never made more than 1200 bucks a month. Let's say I want to go make a million. I can't take her advice. I can't rely on $1,200 a month thinking. No. And that's not a bad thing. It's just the way it is. Yeah. You guys agree? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, the, so a lot of times it's like, who's giving, who's giving you the advice? Who's giving you the criticism? Is it a mentor? Is it just a friend? Is it a friend who's jealous? Is it a friend that never made it and wants you to not make it? Like, who are you, who are you listening to? Who are you modeling yourself after? So sometimes you're right. It is delusional, but sometimes it could be helpful not to listen to people, right? Yeah. 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 Well, as long as you have the presence of mind to, to, to kind of reflect like the way you you just described, right? Because if you're if if you're thinking that I'm going to be a star and I'm or I, whatever I don't know I'm going to be a millionaire or I'm going to be the most successful businessman or businesswoman and you know you're just stuck in the dream. At some point, mm. I think that you have to be able to kind of self, you know, uh, yeah, right. right? Like this is, this is the thing with, when it comes to talent. When it comes to talent, this is the thing. You can be extremely talented and never make it. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. You know I mean? Like I'm going to give an example is the NFL and the CFL. The CFL players are incredible fucking athletes. Mm-hmm. They're just missing this little hair to, to just cross over to that 1% of the population. They're just missing that edge. Yeah. Should these guys have stopped? Should they have noticed that little edge was missing? No, they shouldn't have because they were so close. They should have kept pushing as much as they could. Yeah. They were that fucking close. And to, just ah. to add to that, go, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, no, the ahead, people ahead, that sorry. George is, this, is describing, they weren't that close. No, no, of course not. But they thought well, they were. <laughs> well, talent, talent will get, look, talent will get you through the door. But once you get to the point where everyone's as talented as you, then it's hard this, work. Hard work and discipline. You, you could outwork the most talented guy, but you cannot yeah. out-talent the most working guy, the, the hardest yeah. working guy in the room. Yeah. And, and that, that, that's, guys, that's a principle. Talk, yeah. Anybody says it from the Michael Jordans, any kind of, highly like i'm talking about the stratospheres of success it's always that the talent will get you there think about it right messi and and, and ronaldo right let's take that example that's talent but after a while it's it's seven billion yeah but who works harder now it's like i gotta work hard i gotta be first and i gotta leave last and obviously the other guys that they're still there they're still like in the league but they're not ronaldo and they're not messi no so it will get you through the door, but the hard work. People forget the, the, the formula has the hard work. It's talent plus hard work plus preparation plus luck, blah, blah, blah. We'll equal the discipline, result. Discipline, discipline. Yeah, and discipline is in there, man. Go to bed, don't eat like a pig, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, of course. And now it's hard. I know it's hard. What were we saying? <laughs> people being delusional that's what yeah, yeah that's what it was so, yeah, for yeah. parents for parents <laughs> for parents keeping their kids delusional yeah, and yeah. and parents themselves being delusional about who their kids are you got to keep it real man and you know i, I understand that it may be hard. this is this is my principle with having fun keep encouraging it if they're enjoying it if if they think they're great when they're not you should have a talk with them. but you know look i can understand that parents are in that you know, in, in that space because, you know, they always want to protect their kids and they're always going to be the most supportive people. 
and sometimes I disagree with that. <laughs> like, you have to. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's because, like you said, Chris, we grew up with not having necessarily the most supportive uh, atmosphere, right? It was like, yeah. shut up and, you know, do this or do that. And it's well, like, it wasn't about the shut up. It's basically prove it to me before you yeah. don't have to prove it to me. But don't forget. Exactly. Exactly. And there's like, it, I'm, I'm the same way. Look, don't, we shouldn't conflate support with just encouraging blindly. Yeah. Encouraging blindly is one thing. Supporting is another. Supporting you support when it's positive. You support when it's negative. Um, you could be you like, in it. yeah. You could sometimes back away and say, you know what, you figure this one out on yourself. So supporting is just being there as 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 and providing guidance. You're not there to absorb everything. You're not there to fight your kids' battles. You're not there to absorb all the pain. You're there to guide when things happen. You're just that little message. Here it is. And I find that's a, it's a big difference between supporting and just encouraging. I find a lot of parents just encourage blindly. Yeah. My kid's the best. And then when they tell them it's not, they get offended because they find that it, it, it's, a, it, it's a representation of them failing. And it's not true. If my kid sucks at soccer, it has nothing to do with me. It's just like the bad grade stuff. If, when your kid gets a bad grade, most parents get offended. Don't get offended. It's not you. It's your kid. How do you help them? Yeah. You know, so the support can come in different formats. Like, look, I'll give you an example with what happened to me, because uh, I, I used to I used to do the Greek dances from a very young age, and I hated it. I I, I never liked it. Like, I mean, sure. which kid at the age of six, seven, eight years old wants to, you know, spend his you know once or twice a week dance? Like, but my parents were just so adamant. I don't know if it was like this personal thing for them. It was like, oh, you're gonna go learn. It's our it's our traditions and it's our stuff and it's our dance, our folk mm-hmm. stuff. And it was, there was, yeah, there was like no ifs or buts. It's like, you're going. And I wanted to leave so bad. Like, this is years. We're not talking about just one or two, three years now. Yeah. This until is, the age of 15. Until really much, much later when I got into it, like I was probably like in high school, like end of high school where I really, really got into it. And, you know, I joined like a professional troupe and, you know, we used to travel around a little bit too for uh, to different festivals. That's where it became mm-hmm. fun. But, you know, I look back and if I were my parents, I'd be like, look, man, the kid hates it. Like, just, okay, stop. You see, just to put a little perspective, if your parents let you quit, you wouldn't have 30, 40 people around you when you dance clapping. You wouldn't have the memories of doing the theatrical stuff and dancing and the troupe yeah. and all that stuff you did. Yeah. What I'm, you, see, you see how important it is. Why? Because they were able to tell you, don't quit now so you can enjoy it later. Yeah, that that's the beauty, man. That's exactly what you said. That's what it is. It's, it's something you can't listen to your kids. They don't know any better. No, <laughs> there's a reason. There's a reason we take care of them because they don't know any better. Yeah. Yeah. You see, like, look how many memories you've made, how many friendships that came out of that. Yeah. And, and it could have been it could have been all taken away from you if your parents just said, yeah, forget it. Don't go back. Boom. <laughs> that's simple. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not sure my parents kind of thought or knew that that was going to lead to where it led, right? I think for them, it was just a matter of you're going to go learn because that's what you're going to do. And because you're still at that age where I can tell you what to do, <laughs> you know? They, they wanted you to, to carry your culture with you. And that's yeah, fine, man. but you can do that. I mean, you know, a couple of years, okay, you learn how to dance. They clap. They, they have the videos. They have the pictures. And it could have ended because we were just like banging ourselves on the floor. I was I just want to. Anywhere you can be, you gotta be. Once you're there, just just take the information, man. Just you know what I mean? That's that's what's important. 
If you're there, be there. That's what I tell my kid. If you're there, just be there. Even if you hate being there, be there. Take it. Take it in. Absorb it. Right? Never, never lose the lesson. Because that, that's the generation of just getting through the day. My, like the, my, the 10, 11-year-olds today is getting through. Oh, if it's not fun, it's not. But you got to get them. You got to get them to get through the day. Yeah. And, and learn from the day. Not only get through it, right? That's, that's the whole point, George. You see what you just said, man. You hit it on the nail there. Yeah. It's like years later, and it's those, those are still memories. Those are still friendships. And it was so easy to quit. And that could have been dancing. It could have been guitar playing for someone else. It could have been drum lessons for someone else. It could have been a theater. It could have been scouts. I, I loved I was I was a scout. I loved it. Yeah. I love being in the scouts. Yeah. I still see people that I was in the scouts with. See, this is the other thing. My cousins were in the scouts. I had friends that were in the scouts. They were all together. You know, they were all doing all those camping trips and all those things. And I wanted to do it. My parents, no, you're not going to do it. You, you don't have to be there. You don't have to be there. Trust me. You don't. Why? <laughs> I don't get it. They talked you out of it. Yeah, he's like, no, no. Team sport. No, I think, I think that one was pricey, though. The scouts was pricey. I don't, I don't know. Compared to like playing soccer, soccer was pretty cheap. Well, yeah, don't forget, man. It's also like you got to think like I, I, like, I, I hate using this word because it's very loosely used today, but I was privileged in the sense that I was, I was an only kid. Mm. So I did baseball. I did football. I played hockey. I tried this. I tried soccer. I, I did. I did. I kind of did. I was exposed to everything. And then I kind of chose what I liked. Right. In a family of maybe three, four kids, five kids, if everybody decided to do whatever they wanted to do, it wouldn't work out. Especially back in the you, you wouldn't be able to make rent. Yeah. yeah. So you know what? It's understanding to think that maybe all the options weren't there. Yeah. I think scouting, my father probably felt that he could teach us way more than the other people. Like, where and he, he probably could, man. He probably could. <laughs> probably. probably could. Probably could. But from all the sports, I think you played soccer most, no? Uh, base, uh, soccer and baseball. But I was, baseball was very young. I started with T-ball. Uh, I did five years of baseball and four years of soccer. I did a little bit of hockey one season. And then I did one season with football with Jimmy Rooney and Patricio Tony. We did like a, a, a season. <laughs> so I was a scout. I did guitar. You know what I mean? I, I did trumpet at a point with the Philharmonic. Uh, with, um, you, remember was, you remember that? Mm. I got involved, man. I, I like being involved. And to, to this day, I, I do a lot of things. I like being involved. Mm. I like being involved. I played sports every day, but uh, the only league I ever joined was uh, soccer. Yeah, but you did the drums. uh, Yeah. Well, that was again. It was all. I never. I never followed something. I I did it myself. Like I played tennis against the wall by myself. Basketball courts were across the street at the schoolyard. I played all day by myself. Soccer was with whoever was in the schoolyard. I played soccer all day. Baseball yeah. with the same group of guys. We played baseball, we played basketball, we played football. And it was from one day to the next. It was a different sport, but it was never with, with coaches or anybody. It was just us organizing it between ourselves. Yeah, that's it's a, a, it's a nice thing not to be bored. It's yeah. a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, I question a lot, you know, the years to come. And, I mean, you, Chris, you probably have more experience because your kid is older. But, you know, you, you reflect on the way you grew up, right, where – you came home, the first reflex was drop the bag, grab the bike, and get out, right? Or grab the hockey stick and go in the lane. You know what I mean? That was our mm-hmm. first reflex. But <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was go to the fridge first. Yeah, fridge. Dude, <laughs> fridge it was, was definitely... Fridge. It was, 
fridge, two yogurts, quick, quick, two yogurts, one after the other. A that was the first fruit thing. Fruit juice, good, 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 good. So, yeah, yeah so, then the hockey stick. And, and you know, now it's like, and again, I don't know, I can't relate. I don't. I just feel like boys are much more uh, in it's that just because, It's just because where, you can relate to it more, that's why. You know, it's a video game, it's all these things, you know, my... At my daughter, she's like, "Oh, okay, let me play the the Mario Kart on your phone," and it's like hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know, man. I'm a little. I don't know. I don't want to say worried, but at the same time, I also don't find like that I push enough either. It's like maybe I'm to blame. Maybe I, I should wake up and say, "All right, let's go. We're spending the day in the park, or let's do this." Mm-hmm. I'm not like that, right? And I'm uh, writing a little blog on screen time. I did a little research on that. On on what? on uh, screen time, managing your kids' screen time. And I think we should, we should cover it next time. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, 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 an important, it's an important issue, man. Yeah. yeah my son, since yeah. during this thing, he's become a, a television junkie. Man. It's an important That's thing, guys. guys uh, oh, man. It is. And you know what, George? Just to get back to what you were saying, how we came in, went to the fridge, and then took our, our hockey stick. Well, I'm trying to kind of reenact that with him. And, and I'm setting the tone for that. And now it's summer, so I'm getting a lot of people in, in the lane. In, There's uh, a lot of... One thing about us is like you you grab your stick and you went to meet 20 other kids. Yeah. They're not hanging out outside. Well, now we're lucky here because it's my lane. It's where I grew up and there's a lot of kids. Okay. There's a lot of kids. So if the kids are out, he's out. Right? Unless unless he's working on his his, his drills, he's doing something that he has to do, which is a priority. If yeah. If the homework is done, drills are done, there's no soccer practice, you're out playing here. The video games is just to maybe cool off a bit, just to decompress. Which is a good thing, man, because I think that's what got us to go out, right? When you go home and you see like three, four kids outside, you're like, okay, I'm coming out. Give me a second. Now, there's, there's kids aren't even out. I love it. I, I hear Cristo. Can Gerasimo come out and play? You know how good that makes me feel? Yeah, man. It's like back yeah, it's in amazing. Day. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But you it's know, back, back in the day, I mean, we were organized without even knowing we were organized, right? Yeah. Like, just to go back to what yeah. George was saying, we'd grab our stick, we had a meeting point, and then it was like, okay, Delepi versus like Bloomfield. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Of, uh, we're carrying the nets. Yeah, yeah. You represented, you know, your, 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 you represented your lane or your street. Yeah, yeah. Like it, where we grew up, now there's a corner, there's, there's a park on the corner of uh, uh, Beaumont, Beaumont and Delepi. There wasn't always a park there. When we grew up, it was empty. It was an empty, like, I guess it was, uh, at some point it was a parking lot or, but it wasn't used. They had like the, the, the cement, uh, the cinder block, like blocks all around, like nobody could go in. So it was the perfect little arena for us. We were there all the time, all the time, you know, and then that was the best school, George, George, like, no, but it was, that was, but it was crazy, though. You know, it's okay. Where are we playing tonight? It's okay. We're going to Champagneur, or you know, we're going to that parking lot, or we're going down to Ball, and it was just you know, a group of ten kids, fifteen kids, like you said, with the nets on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, no, but the the other thing is, it exposed you to to real problems: the bullying, the older kids picking on you, yeah, yeah. the losing, somebody trying to steal your stuff. So yeah, what did, happened is we we, we we dealt with we dealt with all that ourselves. Yeah. yeah. You were, now, you were the, responsible. The, the kids now, anything happens to them, they run to you because it's like you, you, they're just used to solving everything for them. So it's like, go solve it. Yeah. We, we but, had a little bit of more of, a, of an autonomy, man. But it's also, you know, I mean, look, how much do you trust your kid now at the age of 8, 9, 10, 11 
to wake up in the morning and come back home like at 7 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Are you no, working? No. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we used to do yeah. that. We used to yeah, do yeah, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? That, that's why. We also had more watchdogs. The neighborhood yeah. had more watchdogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe. Like my, mom, my mom, were there. Yeah, yeah. There was like three, four key members of the neighborhood that is like, Is he okay? Everybody would be kind of watching on everyone else's kids. Today, everyone's kind of in their own little bubble. No, they're very protective, yeah. the parents. They're like, no, forget, you're not going out. Let's stay in. We don't know who those people are. You, you go to the yeah. Okay, well, forget it today. We'll go together on Saturday or whatever. It's a problem. Uh, you know, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. different times. Problem. It's just a different, completely different mentality. You know, like I, I remember being in uh, at that park that I told you in the corner, and I knew it was time to go home because my father would open the window and start whistling. That was a call. My dad, I gotta go. Like, yeah, there was only there was only two things that brought me back home. I was hungry, or I had to do a number two. <laughs> yeah, Anything else I could do in the corner. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, Did you wouldn't go home to pee? You're right. Just number two. Number no, one was anywhere, wherever. It was, it was your it was your friend's yard. It was in your friend's yard. <laughs> and you would tell him, "Don't tell your mom." Why wouldn't you just go in the kid's house? Okay, like, uh, use your bathroom. Hey, Joey, can I use your bathroom or whatever? There's, there's no time, man. There's no time for that. I think somebody wanted to come say hi. Where is he? He always comes, that huh, Philip. Yeah, he, he has a sense. He's like, he sense. Oh, ah, yes. He, he should be our next guest. Hey, Philip. Hey. Hello. Say How hi. are you? No way. He's missing two. One is growing. A ask your dad for 50 bucks. That's worth $50. Yeah. I'm wearing the headset. <laughs> <laughs> Say bye bye. Uh, bye guys, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a risk saying this because. I may be the only one that did it, and I'll be like the weirdo here. But I'm still gonna say, do you guys ever do those, those, um, like uh, the peeing on the wall next to your friend? Like, who's gonna make the biggest? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was always the tallest. So that that's the weirdest thing you've done. No, no. I'm saying, what if I say it? <laughs> I haven't done it. I'm, I'm like a weirdo. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, we we're stand side kids, by man. side and try to spell out our names. <laughs> on, 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 like on, on dry concrete there or dry, dry asphalt trying to make lines and you know what I, you know what I remember guys I remember there was always this off kid that would show up in the lane with his karate uniform and he would get a beating he, he, he would just get a beating for showing up with a karate uniform or, yeah? or, or that kid that was visiting somebody and he was wearing like like clean dress shoes yeah. and like a white pair of shorts <laughs> <laughs> you, you just have to pick on that kid, and he'd always go back crying. <laughs> like my cousin that came to visit. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, good times. It was good times. Good man. times. See, th these are the things that worry me sometimes. It's like, why are they not out? You know. Yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not raising better kids by removing all these situations. Yeah, you know, and uh, no. I mean. I don't know. I, I passed. I, I passed by park. Like even Halloween. You notice Halloween? Like it's dead now. And back in the day, you know, rain. Well, don't forget. That's a lot of a lot of cultures that don't celebrate it, right? Like where where I'm from, where where I live, a lot of cultures don't celebrate it. Yeah, yeah. but the kids know about it, man. Like you know, I don't know. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I even know Greek kids that don't celebrate Halloween. They're not allowed to go out on Halloween, man. Well, I know kids first, that go to Socrates. Buy them a 150-piece box of candy and everything. You don't celebrate yeah. Halloween, man. It's not like a religious thing. It's just a fun activity with your kid. Dress him up and go out, man. Well, it's not a religious thing, but if you're very religious, it kind of uh, yeah, it's it, kind of hits, it hits a nerve. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure there's also the fact that you know, it comes back to what we we're saying, that, that, that trust factor, right? It's like, what? Walk down the streets taking food from people? No, nah, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Home, we're closing our lights too. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody's ringing our bell. And if they do, nobody answer. Yeah. You see, my, my parents were the, they were the party poopers when it came to Halloween. Like they, to a certain age, they would take me. And after that, it would just fuck it. And it would be the people that would close the lights, close the blinds and pretend no one's home. Really? And, you know? so, yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we always we always participated. My parents always gave out candy, but there was a lot of kids. Dude, Did I they buy you costumes? No, we would make them. I would make mine. My dad used to make them until maybe <laughs> the age of eight, nine, ten. Guys, the I, first I, costumes. I had some creative ways and some pretty good stuff. Guys, the first costumes we had, I remember uh, it was we went out, me, Angelo, and Jimmy, the Thomases, right? The Thomas brothers. And I was bat. No, I was Superman. There was a Batman, and I think a Spider-Man. But it you wasn't had the mask. A Batman. No, Superman listen, listen. Costume? It was it was oh, Batman. Wait. No, no, it was Batman, Superman, and uh, Spider-Man. And it was just a, a plastic thing with an imprint on it. <laughs> it, it, it was it was just a plastic thing. It, it, it was it was yeah. <laughs> it was just a little string with a plastic a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Over your winter costume. jacket. Over your winter jacket. <laughs> <laughs> you had a logo. Um, that was your costume. That's it. That was it, man. That was it. See, another problem with Halloween. It, it has nothing to do with that. It's about scary shit. It has to be about scary shit. Yeah, I know. I bet. Uh, you, you, would always, you, you do the scary stuff. I try to. If I found like a, a set of teeth or something, I try to be a vampire or something. Yeah. Or make myself like a zombie. And try to like wear old, uh, old fucked up clothes, pair them up, look like I came out of a grave or something. Kids love Halloween, man. You know what? We we should have a Halloween party this year. We should. All, all the adults Halloween. dress. All the adults. All the adults. Oh yeah. Okay. But, uh, okay. We should do that. And no, we should do church. it. Hold on. We should do it. We should do it. You're right. But we should all make a costume like we made when we were kids. No. Remake something you already made. <laughs> I'm not making. Tell me what you made when you were back then. I didn't, I, nah, man. We're at the I point where we just one. we I have a good we just, one. I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. I, I, I think I, I think Nectar has a good one. Nectar has a good one. <laughs> the one I made for him. That's, that's proof of how good I am at making them. That's proof of how good I am at making them. Uh, do not guys, discuss the content of that. <laughs> I won't. But we should definitely have a Halloween party. I, definitely. Yeah, I, I miss it. I miss. It's like it's something I want to do. It's like on a bucket list. I got. I gotta go to a kick-ass Halloween party. Yeah, yeah. I was always. I was acting like I was too good for them. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah. People would invite. People would invite me and say, "You have to get dressed," and I wouldn't go. Because you have to yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the uh, thing is, I sweat in costumes, man. I hate costumes. I sweat in them. Bro, you sweat. But once in, I, put, once put, I wear a costume, it's done. I can't wear it again. You can't extra, wear it. Again. Extra, I, I can't extra. even give it away. You should lather your whole body in deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I, yeah. now that you mentioned the sweating in a costume i can't remember whose wedding it was that we were groomsmen uh chris's uh, no, 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 no it wasn't chris it was someone else i can't remember anyway uh and we rented suits like we rented tuxes and shit and that that wedding 
I think it was our, I think it was Peter, Peter Gazetta's wedding. And uh, that night mm-hmm. I took out my, 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 my suit and it was drenched. Like it, it, the, 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 the oh. had gone through even to the, like the jacket was wet. It was, it, was, it was a salty outline of your sweat line. I don't know what it was disgusting. I got because we we it was in a hotel, so we all stayed there afterwards. And I, the way I took out the the whole thing, I put it back in the bag. I zipped it, and that's how I brought it. Like I'm like, there's no way. I I feel bad honestly for the person that opened no. that bag, but it was drenched, man, from fucking head to toe, the jacket, everything. It was disgusting. My worst experience was at my wedding with Chris Papacosta. I hugged him, and the guy splashed. <laughs> like I went like this, and he splashed people. People moved away. <laughs> Slats. <laughs> That's what happens when you get married in the summer. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I chose an October wedding. All right, you did. It was October. Yeah, yeah it was perfect weather. All right. I still we got married in October. Did August you? 18th for me. Yeah. So, uh, you guys. Uh, is that enough? Yeah, let's uh, let's end it there. Uh, just a little reminder, like Chris said, we are preparing. Uh, we're thinking of uh, creating a blog that we're going to have available on our website. Let us know what you think. Uh, we really want to make this your one-stop shop about parenting and about being good dads and everything around uh, raising a family. So let us know what you think. Uh, and if there's a topic we haven't touched that you'd like to bring forward. Yeah, if there's anything that you're interested in, you want to hear talk about it, maybe, you know, th- these are experiences that we've been through, uh, or maybe we haven't, and we're just questioning how it might be. Who knows? Uh, yeah, let us know. Send it. Uh, send us your little comments, and uh, stay tuned. We are preparing that blog for you. Hopefully, it'll bring you value. Um, that's it. We're, uh, we're also looking into some other interesting guests that we can bring on for you. And uh, I think that's uh, pretty much it, boys. Anything else? No, no, man. We're good. We're good. All right, boys. So we'll see you all on the next episode. Again, subscribe and follow us on all platforms. Turn on those notifications. And uh, we'll see you all very, very soon. Take care, guys. Adios. Bye, guys. Ciao.